Romans 16, verse number 13. I feel like I'm just going to give testimony for a few minutes uh, this morning. And it's a, just an overwhelming joy. I can't explain how I feel just, just to see you back in your place this morning and to be able to fellowship as we are. The Bible says in Romans 16, 13, just one verse, Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Heavenly Father, bless the message. Lord, for these 29 years, I've been blessed and privileged to stand behind this pulpit and preach to people that I have grown to love as family. And Lord, in these years, there have been so many, so many blessings. As I knelt on the grass lot just in front of us here this morning, as I did last night, and I thank you for your goodness, I'm just overwhelmed at how good you've been to us. And yet, Lord, I understand that you have not given us this property to just celebrate as an end, but to rejoice in a another new beginning. And I'm so excited about what you're doing today and going to do in this place. I pray that you'd help me as I preach this morning. I pray that you'd fill me with your spirit. I yield myself to you today as an instrument in your hand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Paul is closing his letter to the Christians at Rome in this 16th chapter and he is listing many of the people who have been a help to him in his ministry for the Lord. Nobody in the Bible that we know of had a greater impact of and with the gospel of Christ than did the Apostle Paul. I find it interesting that the Holy Spirit guided him in remembering some people that had made a difference in Paul's life and ministry. As we read through that list of names, or I should say as we attempt to read through that list of names, those names mean very little to us as far as uh, what uh, uh, just the reading of the names because it doesn't say very much about them. Sometimes it makes a comment, but basically it just lists names of people who had impacted his life and helped him. But every one of these names meant the world to the Apostle Paul. For they were difference makers in his life. And so the chapter is important because it reminds us that you and I ought to recognize and appreciate those that have made a difference in our life. Amen? We ought to, we ought to pay tribute, not just in word, but in appreciation to those that have been a help and a blessing to us. Had we personally known these people, this would have been a most moving passage of Scripture. You see, God brings many people into our lives and together we become a church family and a close family. The church and those who serve together become a team. We become a family serving God together. 
There have been many people in my life in the past 34 years of ministry, and one of my favorite Old Testament statements is when Nehemiah said, I and some few men with me. We often emphasize just Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a good man. In fact, he was a great man. He had the burden and vision to rebuild the walls around the city. But Nehemiah was careful uh, to appreciate those men with him. While others knew Nehemiah's name, Nehemiah knew the men that made it possible for him to complete the will of God for his life. As I looked at this chapter in preparation for the message, I began to jot down just some names, and I'm not going to go through all of them because they would not mean to you uh, what they would mean to me and what these people meant to, to Paul. But if I were writing Romans at 16, I would be thanking the many people in my life who have been a part of God's work and God's will and the vision that He has given not only in my heart and in my life, but is shared with so many people and certainly with everyone that is here today. I would be thankful for my parents who gave so much to me. I would be thankful for my Sunday school teachers who impacted my life in every year, in age, and stage. And perhaps I can't remember all of the lessons that they taught. I do remember the life that taught the lesson. And I appreciate those people. We would be thankful for our co-workers in ministry in bus ministry, I remember uh, when I was a bus captain and those that worked with me and those people, their names would not mean anything to you, but they were very important and are very important to me. I think of the deacons that I've served God with over these past 34 years and some men so very special and, and, uh, and, and I could not tell you what a blessing and an encouragement they've been to me through the years and even this morning to have conversation with men to say, Preacher, I prayed for you this morning and I love you. Those names would be listed in my Romans chapter 16. I would think of those that I've worked to win souls with yesterday. Uh, Brother Tyra and I and uh, his family and my family met together and we were just talking about soul winning uh, stories and, and he was telling a story that he and Larry Lewis 20 years ago were soul winning together and uh, he said, I was talking and Larry was standing there beside me and he said, two cats uh, came running out of the house. Now, he said, Brother Larry didn't see, but after those cats uh, played around outside, they jumped in an open window of the house, and a few minutes, those two cats came running out again. He said that happened about four or five times, and he said, Brother Larry interrupted me and said to the lady that I was witnessing to, how many cats do you have in that house? He didn't know it was the same two cats that kept going around, but, 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 but we were talking about soul-winning stories. And, 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 and our, our Romans 16, you would write about those that you've been soul-winning with, those that you have served with, those that you have worked with. The man who called me to come to this church 29 years ago, Brother Rogers and Brother Tyra and their wives, I uh, went to... Uh, Brother Tyra, when he called me Thursday evening, and uh, the funeral home came from Boonville, which is about a two-hour drive, and 
I sat there with him from about 9 o'clock until a little after midnight when they came to get uh, her body. And we rehearsed God's goodness. We cried a while. We laughed a while. We thanked God for heaven a while. My Romans chapter 16 would have Brother Rogers and Brother Tyra. And I would say thank you to you men for making such an impact and a difference in my life. Paul makes a statement in verse number 13 that is interesting. It says, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. I looked at the scripture and I began to study who is Rufus, and not only from scripture, but from history that we know of historians writing during this time tells us that Rufus was probably the son of Simon the Cyrenian that carried the cross for Christ. Simon was their son. Mark uh, uh, describes Simon as the father of Alexander and Rufus. This man Rufus was known in the Roman church. Paul is writing to the church or to the Christians that are in Rome. And as he thanks the people for uh, their goodness to him and their help in uh, co-laboring in ministry, uh, he mentions Rufus and he says, and again he says, and his mother and mine. The mother of Rufus did something during Paul's ministry that made a difference in his life to where he said his mother and mine. Now I first read that I thought, I didn't know she was his mother. But that's not what it's saying. She was the mother of Rufus she was not the mother of Paul. What was Paul saying? She was like a mother to me. Think about that. Think about the people in your life who have been like a mother to you. Now, now there's a lot of things we could say he's like a brother, he's like a sister. Uh, that would be somebody to fight with. Uh... uh and other things, and be a friend. But, 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 but it's interesting that he said, uh, Paul is saying that the mother of Rufus behaved as though she was the mother of Paul. What does it mean for a mother to be so kind to you that you would make the statement, like a mother to me? You see, there was evidently a time in Paul's life that there was a need he was at a crossroad. He carried a burden. There was some kind of a need. Maybe there was a hurt because we know of Paul's physical difficulties. We know of his thorn in the flesh. He described it as Satan that would buffet him daily. We know of the criticism and the accusations of Paul. And while Paul was a strong man, he still had feelings. And at some point in some time in Paul's life, he said, I'm thankful for Rufus. And I'm thankful for his mother. And he added the words, and mine. She not only was a mother to Rufus, she met a need in my life. She helped me in a time of difficulty. She helped me in a time of trial. She was like a mother to me. Now, a mother is someone that would make a sacrifice on our behalf. 
A mother is someone that would do something that perhaps no one else would do that would be of help to me. A mother could say something of, of encouragement and strength that nobody else could say. She gave something. She did something to make a difference in Paul's life that he, when he wrote his thank you, and you understand there was a multitude of people that Paul knew, but he named those that had made a difference. He named those that had helped and encouraged him. He said, I sure am thankful for Rufus, and I'm thankful for his mother, who was also like a mother to me. Folks, may I say this morning that a key to joy in the Christian life is to love someone in need like you would love your own. To give a mother's love to make a difference in your life. I wonder how many of us today have not only a mother that's made an impact in our life. I texted my mother this morning and I, I told her, Happy Mother's Day, I told her that I loved her and I told her that I, I, I miss my dad, but I am thankful that God allowed us to be close, my mother. What an encouragement she is to me. In addition to that, many of us have had someone in our life that was an additional mother and a help to us. When I think of this little statement, I'm grateful for those that have been a blessing and like a mother to me. How many of you have somebody you're thinking of right now they were like having an extra mother made a difference in your life? Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. Maybe it was somebody at church. Maybe it just somebody that, that maybe you didn't know but they saw you were hurting and they came to you in a time of need and they encouraged you. They gave you just what you needed to help you either stay on track or to get back on track or to get up or to sacrifice and meet a need. I won't go into detail with these stories but I think of my wife's grandmother Betty Mullins. Most of you would not know her as she has been in heaven for a few years, but when my, my wife and I were married, what a blessing she was to us. She was kind to us. She listened. She gave to us. She cooked for us on Sunday for a long time, every Sunday afternoon. And she was like having another mother. Isn't it interesting that Paul, in all of the deep and profound truths of the Bible and the doctrine that we base our life and our living and the church is built upon, even in that there are statements like this where he would say, I'm thankful for Rufus and I'm thankful for his mother who was not only a mother to him, she was just like a mother to me as well. I conducted a private family funeral last Saturday for Sister Clara Garrison. It was just her son that was in the family. Her husband had gone to be with the Lord some, I believe, 18 years before. And as we gathered for the funeral, and of course, there was a limit of number of people that could be there. Brother Rogers was with me that day, and my wife and girls, and and there were just a few people came in, and so it was different than having a setting like this and preaching a funeral. It was more conversation, and, and uh, there were a couple of men that were there in the beginning, and I just asked them, I said, are you a part of the family? And one of the fellows says, well, I feel like I'm family. I'm not related at all. But Miss Clara was like a mother to me. 
There was a time in my life I needed somebody to help keep me straight. As we had conversation, he talked about, he said, she not only fed me and would let me stay all night, she'd work me hard in the day on the farm. They were farmers for a couple of generations back uh, there in Harrison County at one time. Uh, took care of a thousand acres of property on the farm. It's a hard life, but a rewarding life. And he said, she taught me how to laugh. In fact, she taught me how to prank. He said, now don't let that Christian woman fool you. At 90 years old, she still enjoyed pulling pranks on people. But he was saying, I, I have a mother, but this lady was like a mother to me. Today is Mother's Day, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the reminder of how we should treat our mothers the year round. And I say a happy Mother's Day to each of you who are mothers, grandmothers, and even some of you have entered the level of greatness. You're a great grandmother. And I also want to say a happy Mother's Day to those of you who have not just loved your own, but you're willing to love others as well. Our Bible college is now 20 years old. My wife and I, it seems that our roles are a tad different, though we do the same thing. Our feelings are a tad different. In the last few years, it's almost like we have 200 extra children. My wife especially, she loves the girls, and I'm trying to love the boys. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. She'll show me a picture. She said, oh, you remember, and she'll say the name. She said, look at their baby. Look at their family. Oh, we need to pray for them. And, and just, 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 just like a mother. Can I tell you something? That there was a day in America that things were slow enough for us to not just think about what else we were going to do, but we cared about other people as well. And I pray that one of the things that will happen as a result of what we've gone through in our nation is we would realize, hey, we ought to take time to be a friend to somebody else. We ought to take time to help someone. And can I tell you, there are many folks, they need an encouraging word. When Brother Tyra called the funeral home on Thursday night, he said, do you want me just to have someone here local to pick up the body and then you can transport it tomorrow because of the lateness? The fellow said, A.G. Tyra, well, I know you. You bought my supper at Michael's in Ravenna just a few weeks ago, didn't you? Why? No, no, sir. He said, that'll just cost you more money. I'll be glad to drive up there now. You know why? Because he took time to be a friend. He took time to be of help. One of the things that, that I've, I've seen in the last few days is you've seen people at home, you've seen folks out in the neighborhood, and then I've read this, I've read uh, Romans 16 before, and it's tough reading because those names don't mean much to me. I know what they mean and what they meant to Paul. I understand that. But as I read through Romans 16 and I read that, I thought, I didn't think Rufus was a brother to Paul. I began to study that. He wasn't a brother to Paul. 
But Rufus' mother was like a mother to Paul. She met a need. Uh, she made a sacrifice. She gave uh, an encouragement in a time uh, that it was needed. And I'm preaching to us today to say we need not live a selfish life, but a giving life, a life that is invested in others. Uh, who is it that we could make a difference along life's way today? Who is it that we could encourage that is discouraged? Who is it that we can lift that is fallen? Who is it that we can pray for that is hurting? Who is it that we could give to that has a need? Who is it that we can love that is lonely? What teenager needs someone to love them like a mother today? What struggling young couple needs someone to love them like a mother today? What young preacher needs someone that would love them like a mother today? What young missionary? What new convert? What new church member? Who is it that you can help? Who is it that you can take time that you could use for yourself, but you say, I'm going to use that time to pray for these. I can't meet everybody's financial need, but I can go to God in prayer. And by the way, just because you can't meet somebody's financial need doesn't mean $5 wouldn't make a difference. Doesn't mean a kind note wouldn't make a difference. What does a mother do? Have a long sermon now. That's all the introduction. And I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach it long. Let, let me let me just give six things that a mother does. First of all, a mother cares. Doesn't matter how old you are. If your mother's alive, and you have a need, you have a burden, you have a hurt you know she's going to care. And Paul was saying about Rufus and his mother, she is a woman that doesn't just care for her own, she's a woman that cares for others. Second of all, a mother is somebody that believes in you and sometimes nobody else does. Was it a school teacher that encouraged you in life to follow the will of God? Was it a sports coach that encouraged you at a time of discouragement? Was it a deacon in church that helped you in a time when you were wanting to quit? Was it a lady that you'd never met or knew nothing of that wrote you a note and gave you and your wife a small check and helped to meet a need in your life? Can I tell you something? That love of a mother can be shared by others a mother is somebody that believes in you. I know as a man and as a boy, I've done things that were sort of stupid. And my mother never overlooked disobedience or stupidity. But she still always believed in me. And I knew she would. I knew she would care. I knew she would believe in me. That's what this woman did for Paul. Third of all, a mother is one that helps to meet a need. Maybe it's a hot meal. Maybe it's a sympathy card. Maybe it's compassion. Maybe it's just a few minutes of time. 
Do you, you, you know, when we get to heaven, you'll never know what just a few minutes of time, a handshake, a pause in a busy schedule has done to help someone to stay on track. I don't know what happened. I know Paul had been through a lot of things and he talked about those things. There were times that he was distressed and there was times he was knocked down. There were times that he was in prison. There were times that he was publicly uh, uh, criticized and he was hated. And I don't know what this woman did, but when he was writing his thank you to the Christians at Corinth, I'm sorry, at Rome, and he was thanking those that made a difference in his life. He remembered a time that this woman was a mother to him. Number four, a mother points you, a godly mother points you to the Word of God. Paul commented to Timothy of the love that his mother and grandmother had for him, and the thing that they did for him was to teach them the Scriptures from a child. You see, a godly mother says, now we know what the Bible says and this is what we need to do. We we, we don't need a Dr. Phil or an Oprah. We need somebody that will point folks to the Scripture. Can I just stop and say it feels good to get an amen? That camera's not said amen one time. I have to go home and read the amens. Whether I'm deserving of it or not, thank you for the amens. But she pointed to the Word of God, number five. A godly mother points you to the people of God. Points you to the right crowd. I recall my wife's grandmother. I was young in ministry. Her saying to me, now you always listen to your parents. She was talking to me about my wife-to-be, and she said, now you always do what her parents say. She didn't try to help me to do something that would have been wrong. She pointed me to the right people. Then last of all, a godly mother points to places, spiritual places of God. You know, when Hannah did, she took Samuel to the temple. She had him to be a servant to the priest. We need to point people to spiritual places. We don't need to give folks what they want. We need to give folks what they need. And Paul, as he was coming toward the end of his ministry, do you know Romans chapter, or the book of Romans, may be the deepest book of theology and doctrine and all of the Scripture, and sometimes you read it, and Dr. Arnold explained it to me like this one day. He said, Preacher, have you ever seen the Atlantic Ocean? I said, I have. He said, have you ever seen the Pacific Ocean? I said, I have. He said, have you ever seen them at the same time? I said, well, not at the same time. He said, reading the book of Romans is sometimes like trying to see both at the same time. You don't have to understand everything God says. Just believe it. But while it is a book of deep doctrinal truth, it's a book where Paul ends it by saying, I just want to say thank you. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincrea. And he goes on and he begins to say, Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Salute this man and this man and this lady. Greet this person for me. Tell them thank you for me. Oh, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, 
and his mother and mine. That lady was like another mother to me. I preach to us today, kindness is Christianity. Stand with me, if you will. The ladies are going to come to the instruments. I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar today. In just a moment, I'll pray. Heads are bowed, or eyes are closed. I'll pray. They'll play the invitation song. Before I do that, I'd like to ask, is there anyone here today, you do not know Christ as your Savior you know you need to be saved. Would you raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. I'd like to talk to you after the service today. Is there anyone like that at all today? You say, Preacher, I'm not sure heaven is my home. Now, I don't know what our needs are this morning, and I'm not sure what all we needed in our life today, but if God spoke to your heart in a minute, perhaps you'd just kneel at your seat and Either say, Lord, thank you for these who have been a blessing to me. Or say, Lord, would you help me to look and see others that I could be a help and a blessing to. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, in this deep, strong, powerful, doctrinal book of the Bible. We see the tenderness of a servant that begins to say thank you to individuals that made a difference in his life. Lord, may we stand strong. May we know what we believe. But at the same time, Lord, may we be kind to others.